Father, I pray that you take absolute control, Lord. Take control of my, my mind. I pray that you speak through me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so I think before Christmas, before we started Christmas series, we were talk, we spoke about eternal rewards. <clears throat> and I promise that we're going to continue on after the Christmas break. So we're going to have two more um two more meetings on eternal rewards. So this is the second one and then we'll have another one before we move on from the <clears throat> from from there. So eternal rewards. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, the Bible says, For we must all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil, considering what his purpose and motive have been and what he has, he has achieved, being busy with and giving himself and his attention to accomplishing. This is the amplified, the amplified classic version. The New King James says that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one will receive what he did in the flesh. And so, <clears throat> for every child of God, we know that we have an appointment, that one day we are going to stand before Christ. And this we have heard this so many times that we don't even sometimes really consider the seriousness with which this message comes with maybe the first time we we hear it we are like this is a serious thing and we have to do something about it but you hear it the second time the third time the fourth time and it looks like the importance that you attach to the message diminishes because you have heard it so many times but the Bible says that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. I want you to imagine yourself before Christ and your life is being reviewed before him. What, how would you want to come out of that meeting? How would you want, what would you want him to tell you? How would you want to appear before him? Imagine yourself standing before Jesus Christ. And this is going to happen. If you're a child of God, know that one day you're going to stand before him and the Bible says that for we must all appear before him and be revealed as we are before him. So we will be revealed. Things that we have done that are hidden, things, the motives, the, the reasons why we did, we did certain things, all of them will be revealed before him. And so your life is going to be revealed. And don't think that only be, God would not have enough time to do it, to review everybody's life. Because in heaven, the time, there's no limit. The time is limitless. And so everybody's life is going to be reviewed. Imagine yourself before Christ and your life is being reviewed. The things that you did is being reviewed. How would you want to come out of that meeting? What would you want to hear him tell you after he has reviewed your life? This should be part of your meditation, constant meditation, that one day when I meet him, how do I want to come out? How do I want him? What do I want to hear him tell me? How would I want to feel in his presence? And somebody sang a song that I can only imagine. And I want you to imagine because this is going to happen that one day we stand before him. What would we want him to tell us? What would we want to hear from him? The last time I mentioned that everybody's work is going to go through the fire. It's going to go through the test. All of us are building on the same foundation and that foundation is Jesus Christ. 
all across the world, everyone who calls himself a Christian is building on the same foundation that is Jesus Christ. But the things that we are building are different because the motive with which we are building are different. Even the desire to build is different. Everybody is building on the same foundation, but we are not going to have the same edifice because the materials we are all using to build is different. The Bible says some people are building with wood. Others are building with hay. Others are building with gold, silver. Others are building with precious stones. All these things are going to go through the fire. And some of them will not be able to come out of the fire. The Bible says, if your works does not come out of the fire, then you are going to suffer loss. You are going to lose your reward, but you are going to be saved. So you stand before God. How would you want to come out of that meeting? It's like when you go, you know, certain workplaces, they have performance meetings and you have this performance meeting and your work, the work that you have, you have done for the year or maybe for the quarter or for the for the half year is going to be reviewed. How would you want to come out of that meeting? Would you want Jesus to say, well done, good and faithful servant? Or would you want to lose all your reward, the work that you have done? And so this should be part of our meditation. Everything we are doing here on earth, this is one of the most important reviews of our lives that any Christian is ever going to go through. And so this should really mean something to us that our lives are going to be reviewed by Christ and we are going to be rewarded. And so each one must pay attention to what they are building. We concern ourselves so much about what others are building, but pay more attention to what you are building because you are going to be assessed based on what you build and not what somebody else is building. Whoever is building and they are using wood and they are using straw to build their building on the foundation of Jesus Christ. They are going to stand before Christ one day, but be pay more attention to what you are building. This assessment is not only going to be for pastors. It is not only going to be for people who are doing something or people who call themselves ministers. It is going to be for every Christian. Everyone must build. Everyone must have something to build. This morning, I want you to leave here thinking about how you are going to appear before Christ. How are you going to, how are you going to come out of that meeting? And as long as you are here on earth, you, have, you definitely have the chance to make the necessary adjustment. Now, every, this, like I said the other time, that this meeting is for only believers. Remember, the Bible says anyone who has who's believed in Jesus Christ in John chapter 3, verse 8, he, he who believes in him is not condemned. He does not, he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So if you are a child of God, you are not you have passed out from condemnation. However, your work is going to be revealed for a reward in heaven. Hence, be mindful what you build. Be mindful what you invest in. Because each one of us will definitely have to give an account of how we lived our lives on earth. Like I said, some people have the mindset that I just making it to heaven alone is enough. And I don't care if I don't receive anything. Making it to heaven alone it's not enough if you're a child of God and you are living right now. You are alive today. You have time. You have 
an assignment to accomplish. And so know that God is going to assess you based on the assignment he has given you. I said our goal and objective as children of God should rather be that we bring God pleasure, that our life delights God. And if your life is going to delight God, if your focus in life is that I want my life to delight him, then you, 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 you invest your time and do what he has called you to do rather than just wait and make it to heaven. Because there are people whose salvation is tied to your life. And so when you spend your time doing what God has called you to do, you are drawing those people into the kingdom. And so don't just think like somebody who who, who just say, I, I just want making it to heaven alone. Some people even say that just the gate of heaven, getting to the gate alone is enough. But it's, that shouldn't be enough for you. You are being selfish if that's what you think. That's how you think. But think about the fact, think about what brings the Father the greatest pleasure. And this should be your pursuit. This should be what you invest your time in. The Bible says that in, in John, again, very rarely I say to you, he that hear my word and believe on him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation. So when you believe in Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. You will not go into condemnation. However, the things that you do is going to be reviewed and you are going to be rewarded. And we're going to take one parable, <clears throat> another parable that Jesus Christ spoke. And we're going to assess um, based on that parable. Let me just limit this so I can see. Okay, so in John, sorry, in Luke chapter 19 verse 11, 27 jesus discusses another parable with his followers with with the disciples he says now as they heard these things he spoke another parable because he was near jerusalem and because they th thought the kingdom of god will appear immediately therefore he said a noble a noble man went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and return and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him and he might that he might know how much every man had gained by trading and so this is the same thing emphasizing the same thing that uh, um, paul was emphasizing the same thing that jesus christ said in this passage he said he called his servants to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading then the first came saying master your minas has earned 10 minutes and he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful in a very little. Have authority over ten cities. So this time the servant is in the kingdom. He did very well with the ten that was given him. Now he has been given authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Master, your minas and five minas. Likewise, he, he said to him, You also be over five cities. 
Then another came saying, Master, here is your mina, which I have kept put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you are an austere man. You collect what you did, you did not deposit and rape what you did not sow. And he said to him, out of your own mouth, I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money into the bank that at my coming, I might collect it with interest? And he said to, to those who stood by him, take the mina from him and give it to him who had turned. Verse 26, For I say unto you that everyone who has will be given, and from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. So this is a story of a master traveling. It's like the other one in, in um the other one in, in the book of Matthew, where Jesus Christ talks about the parable of the talents. This time he says that a man was traveling to receive a kingdom and return. And so this is talking about himself. He's going to receive a kingdom and return. And then he gave his servant, he delivered to his servant 10 various things to, to do business till he comes. But Bible says that but his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him. And he said that we, we will not allow this man to reign over us. And so again, take note, the Bible says he was about to enter Jerusalem. And so he was giving them an indication of the people who are going to reject him. And it, when you read verse 27 of the same passage, the Bible says, But bring here those enemies of mine. So those people are different. After he's dealt with his servant, after he has accessed the works of his servant, now he will go to the people who hate him, the people who were his enemies, the people who said they will not allow him to reign over them. And so this time, first of all, he deals with his servant and then he will go and deal with the other people. And so the one who had 10 did business, brought something in. The one who had five also did business, brought something in. And the one who had one said that I'm afraid. So I hid it. I know that you are, you are um, a difficult man. I know that you are a wicked man. And so I did not use it. I just hid it. And that's what most of us are doing. The, ma the, the master actually described him as a wicked servant for hiding his talent. First of all, the first point I want us to make this morning is that every Christian has some business to do. Unless you say that God has not given you anything. But the fact that you are alive today is an indication that God has given you life. And if God has given you life, then there is something you can do with the life for the kingdom of God and for humanity. So every Christian has business to do. There is no Christian who should be idle. The Bible tells us in Corinthians that we are one body. And Paul uses that illustration to tell us that all of us, every single thing in the body has a role to play in the body. There is no single part of the body that you can describe as useless or having no function or no importance or no use to the body. And so Paul used the illustration of a body telling the Christians and telling believers that we are all members of that body and we are all important. We all have a role to play. So if you are not playing any role, it means that that particular role is dormant and nobody's playing that role. 
you have a responsibility to the body as a child of God. Every Christian has to do business. The master wasn't expecting anyone to hide his talent. The master wasn't expecting anyone to bury the talent and bring back no returns to him. It means as you are alive today, if you have a if you have business to do and you're not doing it, it means you will appear before the master having nothing to show for the time you spent on earth. I want you to think about this. Just like the guy who did nothing with his talent. So if you are doing nothing right now, it means that you are like the person who appears before the master having no, nothing to show for the time that he spent. Every Christian must do something for the kingdom, for humanity. We all have a role to play. Let's not limit ourselves and become like coaches. Let's not limit ourselves and become like judges, always reviewing what others are doing. But let's get involved and do something, no matter how small that thing is. The man who had the least talent thought that he couldn't do anything. And that's how we always feel. We feel like what we are doing is unimportant. What we are doing will not make enough impact. It will not touch a lot of people. Not everybody will see us. People will not acknowledge us. People will not even see what we are doing. And therefore, we will not do it. But no matter how small that contribution is, we all must contribute. All of us have business to accomplish here on earth. Because all of us, if Christ is going to review all of us and not few few selected people, then all of us must do something here on earth. The man who had the 10 was able to get 10, was able to get 10 back. Maybe you are looking at somebody who has, who has been given 10 talents and you only have one. And so you are looking at this ten, person who has 10, who has so much influence, who is doing so much and everybody sees them. But you, because you think yours is so small, you have hidden it and you are not doing anything with it. The Bible says when he came, he revealed the man who had 10, the man who had five and the man who had one. Thinking that he, he didn't say that because you had one. So if you hid it, that's okay. Every one of us have business to accomplish here on earth. No matter who you are, where you are, there is something that you can contribute to humanity. There is something that you can contribute to the kingdom of God. Do not hide your talent. Because on that day, the master is going to reveal what you did with what he has given you. None of us on earth here is empty without talent. Yes, some people are, are more talented talented obviously we he gave some five he gave some ten he gave others two but everyone was given something and so don't try to be like the man who had who has ten i had a man of god preach that if you think that you have just two talent put in a ten talent effort and you'll be able to maximize the talent that you have all the master wants you to do is to maximize your talent. And so you must do something. I want you to think about this one day when you stand before him and your life is being reviewed. How would you want to come out of that meeting? Paul says that if the food says, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the, the, the ear says that because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the whole body 
where an eye, where will the hearing, where will be the hearing? And if the whole, the whole were hearing, where will be the smelling? But now God has set, God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as He pleased. God, this is an illustration Paul is using to tell the body of Christ. That somebody will say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not the one people see. There's People don't give me the praise, and so I will not do it. People don't see my work or my contribution, so I will not do it. But Bible says in verse 18 that God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. So he has given all of us our assignment. When you read the other versions of the Bible, he says, according to their several abilities. So according to our abilities, God has given all of us an assignment here on earth. And therefore, we must all work on those assignments. So that one day when we come before him, we will not be ashamed. Verse 20 says, but now indeed there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head say to the feet, I have no need of you. And so whatever your gift and your talent is, whatever your contribution is to the kingdom of God, your contribution is so important. So important. No matter how small that contribution is, it is as important as the man who has thousands of churches. It is your contribution is so important. I, 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 I'm not getting a good example. But you see, sometimes we look at certain people and we say, oh, these guys are working very hard for the kingdom of God. But your contribution is as important. You, the min, Any minister that you can think about now, usually there are ministers we think about, or anyone who is doing some philanthropic work for the kingdom that you can think about, and their contribution is so um, inspires you and 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 you are i mean you 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 esteem such people and their contributions that they have for the kingdom your contribution is as important as that person if you also contribute in the eyes of god that's how god sees you god sees you as that person that you hold in, in high esteem that's how god sees you and that is why you must also contribute your little to the kingdom. Whichever place, whichever role God has given you. If you are going to be the ear, make sure that you play your role in the body. If you are going to be the feet, make sure that you play your role in the body. Because your contribution is so important to the body of Christ. Every Christian, no matter how small that contribution is, it is so, so important for the kingdom of God. It is so important in the eyes of God. And so every Christian has business to do in the kingdom. There is no part of the body that is idle. You cannot afford to be idle. Every Christian has been given a gift to do business with. Every one of us. The master gave some 10, 5, and 2. Everyone has something to do business with. There is no Christian here on earth who has no gift. The Holy Spirit is inside of you. And when the Holy Spirit, who is the gift, comes, he gives you divine abilities. He gives you the grace to do things and to work in the kingdom of God for humanity and for the kingdom. The Bible says in 1 Peter, As you have received a gift, minister it to another as a good steward of the manifold grace of God. Use the gift you have 
to minister to other people. As a steward, that's what the Bible says. So the gift you have is not for you. You are a caretaker. You are supposed to take care of it. And what the one who gave the gift to you is, is expecting you to do with the gift is that you use it to minister to another person. Use your gift to minister to other people. Remember, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And our lives are going to be assessed. No matter how little your contribution is, maybe on earth here, people will look at your contribution and think that your contribution is irrelevant. But in, the, in heaven, you might be doing the greatest thing in the eyes of God. There was a minister who had a vision, went to heaven, and he was having large crusades and inviting people to, 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 to the kingdom, and people were getting saved, people were getting healed in his crusades, and he had all these big, big crusades all over the world. People, people knew him, and so he thought that, oh, when he goes to heaven, he's going to have the biggest reward. But when God showed him in the vision, there was a woman, an old woman in the church, who was always praying for this man, always praying for him, his crusades. This woman was always interceding for, for this man. And so in the vision, the man was told that, look, all the miracles that you are experiencing in, in, in your crusades and all the impact that you have in your crusades is because of the prayer of this woman who is in your church. And so do not despise your contribution. Even though this man, this woman will, will never be seen by the public, people will not see the impact she's having on this ministry. But God sees it. And that's why the Bible says our motives are going to be judged. Everything that we did is going to be revealed. Everything that we did for other people in darkness that even those people didn't acknowledge, it will be revealed in heaven and you'll be rewarded the bible says we are dealing with a man who everything is revealed before his eyes so all things are going to be revealed on that day and that is why if you, even if men do not acknowledge your contribution here on earth you are doing it unto god and so trust that on that day when you come before him those things that were not even acknowledged by men will be seen and god is going to reward you for those things and so, whatever, first of all, you must understand that you have a gift. And the gift that you have, you are supposed to use it to minister to other people. And again, when you minister to those people, you must see yourself as a steward. A man who is just doing what he has been asked to do. You are a steward of the manifold grace of God. There is none of us here on earth who does not have something to serve other people with. Let's have it in our heart and in our minds that our gifts, the gifts and the talents that God has given us, if we don't use them one day and we stand before him, we will be like that wicked servant who hid the talent that was given him in a handkerchief, wrapped it in a handkerchief and said, this is what you gave me, take your thing back. God expects you to use that gift to minister to other people. Number three. We must continue to do business till our master comes. 
Some people will say, oh, I, I have done this. I did this last year. I did this five years ago. I used to do this. But till the master comes, we must continue to do business. The fact that you did something five years ago, 15 years ago or 10 years ago, does not mean you have to stop doing it. Because the instruction the master gave to the servant is that do business till I come. So the master expects you to continue to do business as long as your heart is beating, as long as you have breath in your lungs. Remember, you must continue to use your gift and your talent to serve other people till the master returns. So until the master returns, let's not give up doing what God has asked us to do. Let's not say that we did this yesterday and so we cannot do it today. Let's not, let's not outgrow seven other people. Let's not outgrow serving and ministering to other people because God is going to assess what we did. And he is the one who is going to reward us. So we must continue to do business till the master comes. In Matthew chapter 24, which talks about the parable of the talent, the Bible says, who then is the faithful, after, after, after that he says, who then is the faithful and wise servant? whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming. Right now, it's like that's that's what most that's most people are at this level. The the master is delaying in his coming. Both believers and unbelievers, most most of us are at this level now, because it's been so long. We we heard about the second coming of Christ, and Christ knew all these things. So he said he was going on a journey, a long journey, because the disciples at that time, the first par- parable that I read, the Bible says the disciples thought that the kingdom was going to be restored immediately. But he was telling them that he was going to go for some time and come back. And so, in this passage, when the man thought his master was delaying, in verse 49, he says, and he begins to beat his fellow servant. That's what we see this time. See, other ministers who are supposed to be ministering to the people of God are not just beating them physically, but taking advantage of them. They're abusing the office. They're abusing the gift. They're abusing the, the talent. They're abusing the people of God. And it's all because the master has delayed in his coming. It's all because the time of accountability has been delayed. Grace has been extended. And the Bible describes such people as the evil servants. So they are evil servants. They are serving, but now... Because the, their day of accountability has been extended, or because of grace, they are beating the fellow servants. They are eating and drinking with the drunkards. It means they are turning our wages. They are turning into sinful ways. But the master of the servants will come one day. And when he's not look when when he's not looking for him, and at that hour when he's not aware of, and he will cut him into two and appoint him a portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and national teeth. This man had been given an assignment. Maybe he started zealously doing it with passion, serving the people faithfully and doing what God has called him to do. But he saw that the master had delayed in his coming. 
And so he started beating his fellow servants. Started taking advantage of them. Started abusing them. And then he now started living sinful ways. Started eating and having portion with the drunkards. And the Bible says, on the day that he's not expecting, the master will show up. Cut him into two and appoint him a portion with the hypocrites. But what we are supposed to do, what the faithful servant is supposed to do, verse 45, who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. So blessed are you if you continue to do what God has assigned you and what God has called you to do until the day of the return of the master. The Bible says you are blessed. But the evil servant will be given a portion with the hypocrites. And so every child of God must continue to do business till the master returns. Until Jesus comes back. Until our last breath or until we are, we are caught up with him in the air. We must continue to do what he has assigned us to do. Number four. Every Christian has an account to make. All of us. Every one of us. Not only the pastors. Not only the people who are doing something. Even the people who, who are doing nothing. They will also give an account of their life. Every Christian. Every child of God. Is going to give an account of his life. The Bible says. Therefore we must. When we are home, that is when we are we are on earth here or away from home, that is with him. We are constantly amb- ambitious and strive earnestly to be pleasing to him. So Paul is saying whether we are dead or alive, what we are trying to do is that we will be pleasing to him. Like I said in my introduction, your goal as a child of God is that your life will be pleasing to God. That your life will be pleasing to him. Don't just say that, oh, if as because I've accepted Jesus Christ, I can now relax. I'll make it to heaven. No, you strive. He says we are constantly ambitious and strive earnestly to be pleasing to him. No matter what we where we are, whether dead or alive, we want to be pleasing to him. You want your life to be pleasing to Jesus Christ. No matter what stage of your life you are in, you want it to be pleasing to him. And he moves on to say, for we must all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ. We will be revealed as we are before his judgment seat. Our hearts, everything that we are thinking in our hearts, our motives, it will be revealed as we are. And so if we are evil in our dealings, if we are being hypocrites in our dealings, we, when we stand before him, it will be revealed. Everybody will see. It will be revealed. And there is time. There is time because there is no night in heaven. There is time. There is enough time for everybody's life to be revealed. There is nothing impossible with God. Bible says we will be revealed as we are. You see that you can do things and... And, and in the eyes of men, it's hidden because they only see you and they see, oh, this guy is a very good Christian. Oh, he's serving God. He's doing this thing faithfully. And that's what men see. 
and they will acknowledge you and they will um, praise you for what they see. But God knows the motives. And the Bible says we will be revealed as we are. And so if we were selfish Christians, we will be revealed. If we were being hypocrites, if we were serving God for false gains, it will be revealed. And God, before his eyes, everybody will see. And the Bible says that sometimes we read some of these things and because we don't stop to think about them, we don't really see the, the importance or we don't see how serious these things are. That one day, everything we are doing is going to be revealed before God and everything we're thinking about when we're serving other people if we're serving people for money it's going to be revealed and God is everybody's going to see as we are except as exactly what is going to be revealed the Bible says so that each one will receive his pay the, the Amplified put it in the parenthesis his pay according to what he has done in the body whether good or evil and again in parenthesis it says considering what one, his purpose and his motive have been for what he has been able to achieve. So for whatever thing you have been able to achieve, what was your purpose? What was your motive? What was your purpose? What was your motive? All those things are going to be revealed. And you'll be rewarded according to what you have done. So every Christian has an account to make. Not just the pastor's. Not just the evangelist, not people who have been assigned in the fivefold ministry, but every Christian will have to give an account of their lives. Number five, every Christian who trades, sorry, every Christian, no, I think every Christian must trade, every Christian who trades diligently and faithfully will be rewarded. So the whole goal is that you trade diligently and faithfully. Maybe in the eyes of men, you are not having so much results and you are not having so much impact. But know that everybody has been given talent according to their several ability. All that he's expecting you to do. Christ did not come to the man who had five and, said, and, 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 and tell him, look, this other person had ten. Why didn't you also get ten? But he says, well done, good and faithful servant. And so all that you expected to do is to do to work diligently and faithfully for whatever assignment that you have been given. All of us, this type of messages is not it's not an archaic message. This should rather be our focus as believers. Eternity should be in our mind. We have been we have become so materialistic that we only think and we we jump with messages that talks about how we're gonna live here on earth. But I want you to set your mind on eternity. That one day when we stand before Christ for the perform for our performance review, how would we want to come out of that meeting? How would we want to feel? What do we want to hear from him on that day? And all that Christ expects from you is that you are diligent and faithful on what he has given you. Verse Revelation 22, verse 12, Bible says, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his work. His reward is with him to give everyone according to his work. Even if you are a person who don't want the reward, if you don't want the reward, 
be that person who don't want to be ashamed in the presence of God. If you, if, even if you don't want the reward, just be that person that I don't want to stand before him and be ashamed. Even if the reward, you don't, you don't care and the reward is not what you are looking for. But just tell yourself that one day when I appear before Jesus Christ, I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to see that there was, there was so much that I could do for the kingdom of God, but I did nothing. I just want to be able to, to, to tell him that I, I did my best. Even if my best wasn't enough, I just did my best. And trust me, if you are doing your best, the Bible says it will be revealed. It will be revealed. He will know that you did your best in that area. No matter how small it is, if you are doing your best, he knows it. So do your best. Do your best in whatever assignment that Christ has given you. So that when we come before him, you will not be ashamed. So that you will not be assigned a portion with a hypocrite. Don't do the work of God because of competition. Right now, there is so much competition. This person wants to outdo that person. This person wants to build a bigger building than that person. But focus on what Christ has given you. We are not trying to please men. Paul says that if I try to please men, I will not be a servant of God. If you are a servant of God, just be diligent in what he has given you. If you feel that you only have that one talent, be diligent in using that one talent so that one day when the things in our heart are revealed on that day in the presence of Christ, you will not be ashamed. Be diligent and be faithful in whatever you are doing. The last verse for the day. I'm going to continue next week for the last part of the series. Look to yourself that we do not lose the things we have worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. Look to yourself that we do not lose the things we have worked for, but that we may receive a full reward reward. 2 John chapter 2 verse 8. And so he says, examine yourself. He says, assess yourself now. Do an assessment of yourself. Five years ago, how passionately you were serving God. Two or three years ago, the things that you did and the zeal, the passion, the motive, the clean motives with which you did them, assess yourself that you don't lose what you have worked for. Assess yourself so that you may receive a full reward. Assess yourself presently. Look to yourself. Assess yourself as you are alive today so that you don't lose the things you have worked for. One day we will go before him, but you have the chance to adjust. Like I said, don't think that you have heard this message so many times. But if you believe what the Bible says, then this is so important. It should be so important to you that one day you appear before Christ and your life is going to be assessed. It should be so important to you. If you believe what the Bible says, then this should be so important to you. You know, when you are doing, when you are working in your secular work and you know that the work is going to be reviewed, the effort is going to be reviewed by a boss, somebody higher. Well, let's say 
the, the, the head of the company, the CEO is going to review your work. The effort and the time you put in, you are extremely careful to make sure you don't make mistakes. That is how our life should look like. Because our life is going to be reviewed by the overall boss, the one who owns the whole world. And that is why we have to be diligent in what we are doing. We have to examine ourselves. If we see that we are going off track, we bring ourselves back in line. I keep saying that as long as we are here on earth, we still have more time. We have a lot of time to do the right thing. So Bible says, look to yourself that we don't lose the things we have worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. So examine yourself as you are listening to me this morning. Examine yourself. I want you to imagine yourself in the presence of God, standing before Christ, and your life is being revealed. What you are is being actually revealed in heaven. How would you want to come out of that meeting? I want this to be your thought. How would you want to come out of that meeting? I pray that God will give all of us grace to remain faithful. God will give all of us grace to be diligent no matter how small our assignment is. Even if nobody sees us, the Bible says that we are going to appear before him one day who sees all of us and sees our heart. He knows our heart, knows the talent he has given us. He knows what we can do. He knows the ability he has put in all of us. And so let us all remain faithful and diligent in the area that we are serving. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for this morning. Holy Spirit, thank you for speaking to us this morning. Lord, we pray committing our assignments into your hands. We ask for grace to be diligent. We ask for grace to remain faithful in what you have given us. The one day when we come before you, we will not be ashamed. That our work will not be bent in the fire. That we will not lose our reward, Lord. But we'll be able to get a full reward for our contribution to humanity and our contribution to the kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Right.